When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tremendous result. It's, it's Australia's first win in 12 years at a World Cup. And I'm actually probably of a different school of thought. I don't think we've been that bad since then. I know we, we haven't had success, but we've scored in eight of our last 10 World Cup matches. Tough draws. That's right. We've scored against France on two different occasions. We've scored against Holland, scored against Chile, the scored Dutch. against Denmark last year. Um, obviously scored both times here, but... Yeah, historic night. It's actually the first time Australia have ever led at half time of a uh, of a yes. match, and first clean sheet in a win. First time we've kept the opposition goalless in a World Cup match since 1974. So a lot of reasons to smile, and um, we'll talk about the permutations of us getting out of the group, which we haven't done since 06. That's right, and you mentioned the fact this is the first clean sheet we've kept. A lot of people still argue that 2006 match against Japan should have been a clean sheet yeah. given the controversial goal that went. And, and probably Italy in the, in the yeah. knockout match in reality, obviously when they got that penalty with about 30 seconds to go, um, which shouldn't have been. And that game should have gone to extra time at the very least. Now, let us know where you were watching the game from last night, whether you were at one of the live sites or with mates, 0433-981116, and give us your thoughts on the match as well. Mitch Duke at the 23rd minute scored what ultimately became the decider. And I tell you what, the defence was very sterling for the most part. It was a nervous last 20 minutes, but a couple of key players really lifted. Yeah, I guess that's one of the nervous parts about football is that when you take a defensive approach, you concede territory. So you accept that the ball's going to live in the opposition's forward half for most of that time. And yeah, Tunisia had a couple of co- close moments. Matt Ryan certainly played a lot better than he did the other night. He was a bit rusty um, coming into that France game yeah. and obviously France able to punish. But yeah, our defence held up extremely well. Um, to score that early, you know that you're going to be under the pump because the opposition's going to attack you. And yeah, really, really did hold our nerve. And we've got to hold our nerve one more time. We're within sight of getting out of the group. Still a tough task. Denmark, good side. They pushed France pretty heavily last night. But yeah, it was a really pleasing result. I was at the Diamond Creek Hotel watching that with a uh, yeah. a bunch of other proud Australians who were uh, uh, taking it all in. But yeah, great, great stuff. I think it really does unite us. I think we've all seen the footage of Fed Square. With, it was nuts, wasn't it? Yeah, loved it. it. <clears throat> Six a.m. the other day when we scored against France, and then obviously last night when the it was the, bigger last night. Bigger wasn't last it, the night. Yeah. yeah, I think a nine o'clock start on a Saturday night in Helps. Melbourne. That's that's great. Obviously. Um, yeah, and, and there was a fair bit happening around town. It was a pretty good day weather-wise, so enjoyable. And Harry Sutar was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'll get you to provide the market update in just a moment for our group. But Harry Sutar, what a sensational performance. That tackle towards the back end, I think it was in the 87th minute from memory, was absolutely sensational. Might go down in folklore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a tremendous effort not to give the free kick away as well. And uh, We'd made a couple of mistakes and they were countering and they had a lot of space and to be able to nullify like that was was huge. And I think the the goal we created as well was was quite well set up. Obviously, there was a bit of a deflection on the cross that came in, which which helped and then but a very cleanly executed header. But yeah, a lot of the efforts late in the game and you could see what it meant to them to, to be able to secure that result. So yeah, we're... Um, 
we're in position, well, position B, but that's all we need to be. France are already through, and we've got to get the other spot, uh, and we've got the advantage position at the moment. Of course, a French defeating Denmark earlier this morning, mm. 2-1. So effectively, that means the Socceroos need either a draw or a win against Denmark. We did secure a draw against Denmark in the 2018 campaign, one all. After, and outplayed them, yep. Well, after probably the last, first 20 minutes. Remember, they yeah. came out of the blocks, Christian Eriksen scored in the first seven minutes, and then after that, the Socceroos managed to get settled. You're right, but different circumstances this time round. What do you think the market will suggest when it comes to this particular group? Yeah, and it was one of the controversial ones because I think that was Tim Cale was in the squad, and it was one of the times where we didn't put him on. We didn't pick him, and uh, we desperately needed a goal late in that game when it was one all for about 50 minutes, and, yeah, there was a school of thought that I think he might have come on with five minutes to go or, or something, and... Obviously, there's no Tim Cale this time. But, yeah, so, so to paint a picture, Australia is on three points. Denmark is on one. They drew their first match with Tunisia and then lost last night. So uh, we only need a winner or a draw yep. to stay ahead of them unless Tunisia beats France. Now, a lot, ah. of, a lot of people were talking last night about uh, France-Denmark drawing would have been a better result because it would mean that France still needed a point in their last yeah. match. Now that it's effectively a dead rubber for them, a lot of people consider it risky that Tunisia everything to play for, France nothing to play for. Are they vulnerable? I I can't see that. I I can't see Tunisia beating France. I think France is still going to want to maintain momentum going into the next stage. They're the defending champs. They're going to want to keep the foot down. So I think that side of things will be okay. I mean, Tunisia might be able to pull a point out of that and and draw it. But I think it really comes down to can we avoid giving up all three points to Denmark? Denmark are actually the heavy favourites, which I'm not surprised they're favourites, but they're fifty-five is where they are at the moment on the on the exchange. The draw is $4.20. That's fine. We can live with that. And Australia $6.60 at the moment. So very much outsiders against a, a pretty talented Denmark team. And it's interesting if you look at that, so 660 for the the Australian win and 420 for the draw. But if you look at uh, getting out of the group, we'll we'll take a look at that uh, in a moment in terms of what that means. And the odds are an interesting one on that as well because if we're considering all of those scenarios, so to get out of the group, uh, Denmark are $1.41, Australia $2.64. So um, you, you probably weigh that up versus the second chance play, which is the win or draw in that in that match, because that's going to create the same scenario. Tunisia, $20 to get out of the group, and I think that's <laughs> probably reasonable. I, I'm not too concerned about them beating France, to be honest. Yeah, it's just whether the French just effectively shut up shop, but you would think they would at least snag some points from the match and, and secure a draw at the very least to keep that momentum up. But Do you, do you dare to look forward, though? I think we the way the, the groups work is that it's your neighbouring group. So we're Group D, so we're linked with Group C. So Group C is really interesting because you've got Poland on four points. They beat the Saudi Arabians last night. Yes, they did. Argentina, three, who uh, avenged that Saudi loss by beating Mexico. Uh, And then you've got Saudi on three, who've still got the first point. Mexico on one are probably gone. Poland will play Argentina, and Saudi will play Mexico. So if Mexico are gone, does Saudi beat them? And... So we could play really any of Poland, Argentina, or Saudi Arabia if we get through. Now, your first choice would probably be Saudi Arabia, then Poland, then Argentina in terms of your preferred order of who you'd like to play in a, in a knockout match if you get through. 
0433981116 to text in as you're driving around on this Sunday morning. Let us know how you spent the night watching the Socceroos match against Tunisia if you're at a mate's place or at one of the live sites right across the country. You mentioned Argentina mm. reinvigorating their campaign with a 2-0 win over Mexico after that upset loss earlier in the campaign for them. What is the market looking like as far as the overall standings go for the tournament? Because Brazil obviously came in as the favourites. I wanted to touch on that upset you just mentioned too, that Argentina-Saudi match from the other day. That's one of the more remarkable results in the history of the World Cup. Now, Argentina was second favourite for the tournament coming into that, but they were heavily, heavily back to win that match. And when the match started, Argentina were eleven. And Saudi Arabia were $36 when the match started. Wow. Uh, Lionel Messi scored in the first 10 minutes. Argentina, Argentina were into a dollar two, and Saudi Arabia <laughs> were a thousand to one. A thousand to one on the exchange. Would have been a nice little oh, price yeah. to get on at that point. <laughs> so, quite remarkable. And then obviously, they scored twice in 10 minutes and, and ultimately won the match. But in a two horse race, to have a side a thousand to one in the running is um, quite extraordinary. And then to obviously go on and, and win the match. Overall, the biggest movement have come from the European team. So. Brazil opened as favourites at $4.50. When Argentina lost that match, Brazil came into fours straight off the back of that result. Yep. Then they beat Serbia the, other, Serbia the other day and have gone into $3.65. I don't know if you've seen the goal in that match too. Yeah. R- remarkable. <laughs> France have gradually shortened. They were at about nines. They're into six sixty now. Second favourite. Uh, in uh, in the tournament, Spain, who thumped Costa Rica 7-0. They've got a fascinating game with Germany uh, tomorrow morning. Their third favourite. Argentina, when they lost, they went from 6.50 out to 10s. They've now come back into 8.60 after beating um, Mexico overnight. And England at $9.80 have had an interesting tournament. They absolutely flogged Iran and then yeah. had a, a dull scoreless draw against the United States. I was so. going to ask you about England. What do you think their prospects are? I mean, sometimes you could just put that down to an aberration, but all the supporters seemed a bit flat after that match against the U.S. Yeah, uh, the USA have been all right. Um, watched their match against Wales and, and they were solid. Obviously, they gave up a goal late and drew that. Um, they looked to be reasonably well organized but yeah England went from being you know ultra powerful to to pretty dull so uh, we'll see them one more time uh, in their their last match which is against Wales Wales are you know fairly lowly ranked haven't played in the World Cup for 64 years but most of those other UK teams put targets on England's head so you think they'll they'll be pretty fired up for that but same with their press dash yeah well that, that's exactly right exactly right but but England obviously World Cup semi-finalist four years ago and they made the final of the Euros and lost to Italy so they're a pretty good side um, but there's the mental aspect yeah. because they've come so close in so many tournaments so many times over the last ostensibly almost 50 years yeah that's right I think it's it's gettable so it's when I say it's gettable I'm not sure there's, you know, Brazil are pretty good, but I'm not sure that, you know, that there's a side that's miles ahead of the pack in this World Cup. You'd think that, you know, like what we saw last time where Croatia went all the way to the final, I think there's a chance for teams to, you know, get on a bit of a run and put it together. I, I certainly wouldn't rule out England. You, you'd you'd back them alongside on form, certainly Argentina, and uh, they're ahead of Germany and ahead of Holland and teams like that at, at this point. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're very much in the frame to, uh, to, to be pretty competitive.
Quite a few text messages coming through. 0433981116 from Anonymous here. Commentators saying we are no good, don't understand the World Cup. Only eight countries have ever won it. It's incredibly difficult to even qualify, let alone win a game or get enough points to progress from your group. So an interesting one there. Jace off the SMS. Morning, lads. Watch the epic win at my son's place. Harry Sutar could defend in either NRL or <laughs> AFL. Those lanky legs, absolutely oh, yeah. outstanding. Not often you'd say that about another man's legs, but I have no, to that, in this occasion. No, I agree. And, and I think he's very effective because sometimes you think with people that are a bit gangly like that, that they can be a bit awkward. And, Peter Crouch style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I like both of those points. And you're right, I think we've been, you know... It's funny because if you look at our record, we've we've finished last often in groups and things like that. But I'd say we've actually been reasonable value ever since we returned to the World Cup in 2006. Even in the matches we've lost, I think we've shown a bit of bottle and a bit of, you know, we're, we're outclassed in a lot of respects. But I'd argue we've been, for where we are in the world, we've been okay. And, and if you want to put it in perspective, Holland, who are a pretty good side in this World Cup, didn't qualify for the last one. And Italy have missed the last two. So you've got a team like Italy who are a multiple world champion. Not here, but we are. And, you know, we're... Different opponents to I, And I agree. I agree with that. But put it this way. I don't think at any stage we've embarrassed ourselves, even in the 4-1 loss to France. I mean, we, we scored Maybe the early. Germany loss in 2010? Pro- possibly. But we recovered really well from that. I think that we're unlucky yeah, to draw with Ghana... Uh, they got a, a handball penalty in that match, yeah. which was a bit stiff. And then we beat Serbia. So I think our response immediately after that was pretty good. So, Big fella was also watching the game in Diamond Creek, so in the immediate vicinity of you, Dash. Oh, and yeah. off the SMS anonymous here, if, a big if, if we get through, I'd rather face Argentina, I think it's meant to say, yeah. off the text machine, that they're old and have a very tired defence and they don't deal with pressure at all well. The Saudis are playing a great attacking brand. Pollard will get a point from Argentina. Possibly, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a fair argument. I mean, we we probably look at the names and think, or oh, Argentina, um, you know, South American champions, Messi, stars, etc. But yeah, on form, that's that's probably a reasonably valid point. All right.